You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Glenn the Geek. And I am Allison Renborg, coming to you from the Equine Network booth at Equine Affair in Ohio. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Sunday, April the 16th, for episode 3162. Good morning, Horse World. Well, we're back on our last day of coverage here at Equine Affair. I am here, but I do sound funny because I'm still sick. He's here, but he's not here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I did get about 16 hours of sleep yesterday at the hotel, so that helped. That is good. But uh, we are here, and we're going to do a bunch more interviews for you today. Uh, We have some really fun ones lined up that I think you're going to enjoy. And also, we're in a few short minutes, we're going to pick a saddle winner for the Wintech saddle drawing. I'm so excited. I'm excited about that, too. So we'll be doing that in, in a short period of time. Uh, any news from yesterday? Everything goes smoothly? It's all good? Everything went super smoothly. It was a beautiful day. Great crowds. It was crowds. packed. It was packed. Yes. Such a good day. And Fantasia went off without a hitch last night, which we are very, very happy about. So... Great show. Yay, good. Yeah. yeah, the crowds yesterday were, I mean, and they were buying stuff. I saw a lot of bags walking around yesterday. Oh, yeah. Everybody's buying something. Yeah, so today's the final day. Uh, it runs yes. to what time today? Uh, five o'clock. Five o'clock today. Yeah. And then you, do you have to take all this down in one day? Well, yeah. <laughs> yep, at five o'clock, everybody starts tearing down, and the staff has to go around and start tearing down all our stuff, and we go till pretty late in the evening, and then when we're done, we get to have pizza. So... <laughs> And then do you head home tomorrow? Uh, yes, I'm going to drive home tomorrow. So hopefully I get to sleep in in the morning and then hit the road. And then another semi-annual equine affair is done. That we, then done. we start looking forward to Massachusetts. Yeah, and then as soon as I get back in the office, it's a little bit of wrap-up for Ohio. And then we start the cycle all over again. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's so much planning that goes into events like this. So much. And, you know, there are only six of us in the office, I think I've said that before, that work full-time, and we all wear a lot of different hats at the same time, and it's, I don't, I wouldn't say we're a well-oiled machine, but, like, everything gets done, as we discussed before this event, you yeah. know, when I kind of shared with you how crazy it gets. Actually, um, I've been in the office a little bit back there with you guys, and it's not as crazy as I thought it would have been. It's oh, no. pretty laid back, and everything's just running. Yep, and a, a happy uh, thing is this year we have a Keurig, a brand new Keurig in the show office, and we have K-Cups, so we're all, like, super happy all the time because we have all the coffee. <laughs> well, let's do it. So thanks to Wintech for providing a saddle to give away. And we gave one away at Christmas time, and we're going to give one away here shortly. Allison's going to pick a number. So we had 440 entries, uh, and this is a unique thing because you get a certificate, and you get to pick any of the Wintech saddles you want. That is so cool. <laughs> any color, any style, any size, whatever you want, and then they'll ship it out. I think the winner last year, had it was shipped out from Australia. So Nice. So th- that, we're, that is what we're going to do right now. So I will have you pick a number between 1 and 440. Oh, boy. I've been looking forward to this all weekend. (laughs) We're going to go with 317. 
317. All right, and the winner is, drumroll. The winner is Rebecca Hodgetts. So congratulations, Rebecca. You are the winner. I will uh, drop you an email, and we'll get everything set up so that uh, she can take her saddle home. Yay, congratulations. And we need pictures. The person who won at Christmas did provide us pictures of the saddle being in use. So we need pictures. We want to see pictures of this saddle being in use. So Pictures or it didn't happen. (laughs) And thank you to Wintech for for sponsoring that. Uh, Wintech's been a great sponsor of ours for years. Jamie rides in Wintex. Jennifer rides in Wintex. So, you know, nice. we, uh, I would ride in Wintex if I rode, but I don't. So, so uh, it's really nice to have Wintech be so supportive over the years. So thank you to them. Wintech-saddles.com. Yay, Wintech. You want to get started with our big lineup of people today? Let's get started. All right. First up, we have Trudy Midas of... Espana Silk. Espana Silk. Yes. You never can say that right. I had to learn... Learn. And she literally is right across from us yep. <laughs> this whole time. Yep, we've been so, waving at her. So we're going to get her over here, and we're going to say hi to her. And then we have we have some clinicians coming up. Yep. Uh, we have a very fun interview with a pony clubber coming up yes. uh, that I did yesterday. And also, we started the show, or we started the first episode of this show with an auditor. Mm-hmm. Who was the one that took us out to dinner. Well, her co-conspirator is going to be the last guest. So we th- we're starting with an auditor and we're ending with an auditor. So we have a lot planned for you today. Hang on. All right. Well, hi, Trudy. Thanks for coming to the booth. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's always great to see you. Yay. We've been sitting here looking at your beautiful booth right across the row here in the Bricker <laughs> the whole time. And every time I saw you, I got excited. So I'm just so glad to see you. You're so sweet. You know, it is it is um, a great location here I, where you where my booth is for everyone to find me and for me to even see all the activity with you guys interviewing that. Yeah. It made me excited to get my chance over here, too. Yeah. So you are here. Uh, you have a booth. You sponsor a lot of people, a lot of our performers. But then you also are here as the title sponsor of the International Liberty Horse Association competition. So I was hoping you could tell us how did the competition go this weekend. You know, the competition was... Um, extra special this year because they did something they've never done before and that was they had couples they had pairs compete typically that is done individually for just individuals that go out and do the compulsory and that freestyle they had pairs do it and it was fabulous it was exciting and it was new and you know there's always a special glamour to new beginnings Mm -hmm. and this was a new beginning for the ILHA and the competition was a big hit people or pairs horses pairs people and they could have pair horses too. Okay. Wow. So you could have even three horses. So there was but there were two people and they paired and the when they won, they were winning together. It was two winners, two champions, two oh, reserve cool. champions and the other ones, you know, there was there everyone won. Um, there were placings for everybody, but there was the champion and the reserve champion and the other placers. Oh that's really cool. That's it awesome. was really cool. And it really, the audience really appreciated too. It was a lot, a lot of excitement, a lot of fun, a lot of um, different things you can do. Seeing the pairs with more to even watch and be impressed with, and know that can be done. You know, it's possible. You know. Do you know how much time they had to prepare beforehand? Like, did they get assigned their pairings, you know, a couple weeks or months in advance? You or? know, and I don't know if it was a couple months. Some of mm-hmm. it might have been weeks. Maybe some were months because they yeah. were aware of this. Them. That this was the new format of it. Got it. Uh, for a while, we had the ILHA competition at the Massachusetts Equine Affair. It was mm-hmm. another great success, um, and that 
that was in November. So when this format came, it was after that. So they've had since, you know, since November, the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, that's got to be so fun. You know, you watch Liberty with just one person and one horse or two horses and you go, man, that's so cool. But then to see pairs doing it and doing, I assume, choreographed movements together, that's got to be mind blowing. It, it really is. And, and it's mesmerizing, actually. Um, and to see the in syncness, um, mm. not just for the individuals, but those horses, mm. it, it, it really does kind of blow my mind away that it can be done. I know it's done because we're seeing it, but some of them, you know, the naturalness and just the abilities that they have with talent um, to make that, that happen because they've only had an, a number of months, no matter what. If it was weeks or months, they made this very successful. Each of them made it look simple. I mean, simple, when we know very well anybody, no matter even if it's a trained eye, a novice person or trained, that was not simple. None of them had simple patterns. So it was incredible. You'll have to go back and look at some of the feed and, and the videos that are being posted on it. Yes. You will be amazed yourself at what just the originality and the complicate, you know, the complicated moves they're doing that make it just it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm not speechless that often. Mm-hmm. But that 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 they all have made me a bit at a loss for words to express how awesome it was. <laughs> and that is hard to imagine because, Trudy, you're a great talker. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're a wonderful talker. So to think of you speechless is something else. Uh, so, Glenn, are you interested in doing Liberty with Scooter? Well, we're trying to teach Scooter to paint. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, because... I think the listeners would love to buy paintings for Scooter at Christmas time for my pony. Yeah, they would. He's a little hackney pony, and he, <laughs> he's very mouthy anyway. You know, he loves doing stuff with his lips. So we're trying to teach him to paint with his lips. Liberty oh my painting. goodness! But pretty much, he just gets to paint everywhere. You know, it's just. <laughs> right. Oh, but he could do great autographs as well. I mean, think of yeah. that little yeah. paw print or yeah. something. Yeah. I would be great. I mean, it could be a moneymaker. Is that Liberty? Is, your, is that considered Liberty? I don't know. I was just coming up with a new genre for you. Yeah. It just seemed like a good one. So uh, before we got started, you were talking about all the great groups that you are friendly with and that you sponsor. So I was hoping you could kind of give us that rundown because there are some audience favorites. Yes, yeah, there was, you know, and, and we had a real special um, treat because we had a visit from one of um, uh, my celebrity-sponsored uh, folks and that was Luke Gingrich Um, he's been in Fantasia a number of years as Mm -hmm. well and he's an Ohio favorite in many ways too and so it was a beautiful visit from Luke that came in and did some autographs and signing and and it was wonderful to see him and he had a a great lineup of people that wanted to meet and greet him Um, but yes we have um, the Pegasus Riders the Mm -hmm. the Maddie and Libby um, always fan favorites as well Uh, the youth riders we sponsor and Dusty Crane, she's amazing. She does the Roman riding with a team of horses. Mm-hmm. It's just fabulous. I mean, she's she's what fabulosity is all about. She I mean, really that girl is, is bling bling. <laughs> is amazing. All with the biggest smile and that can light up a room. Yeah, yeah. And and um, we've got the Knights of Iceland. Um, mm-hmm. I in particular have a close sponsorship with two of the girls that ride. But the whole team, when I'm when they come together as a team, it's a beautiful blend of the folks in Iceland with that come here to be with the American team. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing to see that family together. Yeah. And they really put on a dynamite act. You, they do. You, they do. Amazing. The spirit, the energy, um, just talk about 
literally lighting that that arena up in fire because yeah. they do. <laughs> Um, they're they're star they're all superstars they and are. so I'm so honored to be a part of the entire Knights of Iceland and the resident riding are two of the girls Carrie Brand and Lala Bush that I do a separate sponsorship for for their resident riding which is an incredible program so that's another special to my heart um, definitely a duo dynamic duo I sponsor um, it, it, you know they're the Whispering Pines um, incredible group of of horses not to mention the two. Husband and wife, uh, golden couple. That's the Percher Oats, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. I do some. Uh, they have loved my product for themselves. My product as uh, Spanish Silk Natural Products, and it is um, a fan favorite for humans to use mm-hmm. as well as for horses and dogs. So they're big on using for themselves. And also, it's... Do you send the Percher on people, Whispering Pines? Do you send it by the five-gallon bucket, or <laughs> what do you do? They, a lot of them like the 10-gallon. Ten, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> We've got we've to. got all sizes, Glenn. They would have I, I to. can I've got all sizes, um, but 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 the, you know my products are so multi-purpose. So there's a lot they can do with um, just cleaning their tack. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of tack. So whether it be giving some shine to the you know their their bling bling areas or on the saddles, things like that. So my my products are just so multi-purpose for a lot of their use for their their. Yeah. Their wagon well, too, and then the, the harness. Oh my God! There's yeah. Ten miles of harness. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they had bells on during Fantasia this time, so like... Oh, they were <laughs> they phenomenal, everything. yeah. Kelly and Sam are just an incredible couple, and just so talented in so many ways, mm-hmm. and the sweetest people, oh my goodness, I just so love them. So kind yes. and so generous. They're lovely. Yeah. Yeah. We love them. They were doing where you could drive a Percheron this yes. weekend. You could actually sign up and yes. get to drive one, which is pretty cool. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. I wish I could do it. I'm I, a carriage driver, so I you know, I like all that stuff. Yeah. I did do it. Did you do it? I you did. did. Are yeah, how pictures? can I say did no you, to Kelly? You wreck, right? you're, you're okay. You're still a monkey. Yeah, right? and I even had a broken arm. I had him here with a broken right. arm. And I just I, that wasn't going to stop me. So were they, did they did have you drive one or two? You know, I, I just did the one. The two was pretty active and had a long list of people on it. I was just happy to get on <laughs> yeah. the one. I just wanted to do it. And I got Fun to trot. Though, isn't it? I got to trot. I got to That's take him trotting awesome. some. So I was a little bit in a slice of heaven there in the arena. Yeah, for me. Years ago, we did uh, the World Percheron Congress. And my co-host and I were in the celebrity drive-off. And they had us driving a pair of Percherons uh, in the big beer wagon. And we had to do a figure eight and, and stuff. And, oh, my God, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was great because she's, she's a competitive carriage driver and had driven multiples before. Yes. I had not driven pairs before. So I think both horses were going different directions. And <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, it really is. And I have driven um, on wagons. I just have not driven a horse on on the ground. Yeah. You know, that was a different experience, actually. I've done it you know, sitting in a wagon, yeah. you know, in a yeah. cart. Well, good. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad you got to do that. I, I am, too. I, I hope really there are pictures. Am. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. I, I have some, some big com- butts you're looking at right there. There's some big butts. <laughs> <laughs> and the little fell ponies, too. Did you get to see the fell ponies over there? I, You know, I didn't spend any time with them, but I did get to see it. Oh, oh they're adorable. so cute. Yeah, oh, my they're, gosh. They're too adorable. They're like little mini percherons, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's so, a lot to see. Yeah. There's a lot to see here. Yeah. So much to see here. So how can people learn more about your products and you? Because you're such a cool person. <laughs> you know, um, folks can always go to our website, you know, com. We do have an Instagram page and a Facebook page as well. Um, a lot of folks, you know, find us, whether we're at 
small shows, big shows, there's always someone of a, of a corporate rep that mm-hmm. is sharing Hispania's not, you know, info and doing some demos with it. A lot of times you'll see shows or even uh, clinics or barns. You'll find Hispania pretty much anywhere you anywhere. go in a barn, you know. So if you see the Hispania name, anyone using it will love to tell you how much. Mostly they'll just say, you're going to love the smell, <laughs> you know, and you're going to love the results. So yeah. you're going to find us just about anywhere. But, yes, of yeah. course, online and social media, things like that, you can always be sure to find some, somebody to talk to about Hispania Silk. Yeah, well, and everyone you sponsor is so popular that they do a great job disseminating the word about your products, too. That's I, how I first learned about mm-hmm. you was through Luke Gingrich. So, mm-hmm. you know, you I am pretty, I'm very proud as the creator and owner of, you know, I feel like I'm just... A mom to a lot of people, and and I take great pride with that title. It's an honor. And when I come to events that are these big events, I mean, it doesn't get much. How can it get any better for a mom to be with a family, you know, yeah. that surrounds you with so much love? And I mean, my heart just overwhelms and gets overflowing with just happiness and love. Yeah. And you know, I get like before I know it, little liquid love coming down my cheeks because <laughs> they just make me just amazing with everybody. And it it, it truly is a, a blessing, um, but it's been a labor of love to do what I do to create a product that is loved by so many, and it's been a great resume for me, for the folks that use it, um, wanting the best uh, or using the best. Absolutely. What's the website again, Trudy? Espanaproducts.com. Well, I am super happy to be here with Carl, a fellow Southerner. We've yes, got ma'am. Carl Bledsoe with us here from Talkin' Rock, Georgia. Talkin' Rock, Georgia. Talkin' Rock, Georgia. Beautiful Pickens County, the marble capital of Georgia. The, really? Like the yeah, there's, there is marble from the local marble mine in the White House and the Washington Monument. And it, some of it is pink. It came out of the ground pink. Wow. Absolutely. Who knew? You learn something new every day. Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. That's more than just out. teaches in Georgia <laughs> yep, we're learning There today. is. <laughs> there is. All right. So, Carl, you're all about gated horses. Yes, ma'am. So, one of the clinics that you presented here this weekend was called, Is Your Horse Your Partner or Your Prisoner? And yes, Glenn ma'am. and I both kind of lit up when we heard that. Right. So, what do you mean by that? Well, most of the people that I deal with ride trail horses. Yep. In, in a 20-mile trip on a horse that's not conditioned mm-hmm. can be taxing. Mm-hmm. A horse that's ridden incorrectly, and a lot of the folks that ride with me, I'm not trying to cast any reflection, but they've never been in, a, in an official lesson program. They know mm-hmm. how to sit on the horse and use the equipment to keep themselves in the middle of the horse's back, but not really ride effectively, ride balance to help the horse do his job. Yes, and, and that can become a very physical strain for the horse and then over time become a mental strain for the horse because the horse's nature is to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. So what happens in my world is people start having behavior problems with their horses because they become a little bit painful from that type of use. The horses get a little out of control and then more times than not, um, the local horse person authority says, well, you just need a little bit more bit or a little bit more this or a little bit more of the other, which makes the problem worse Yeah. most times. Um, is it amplified with gated horses? or It is because there's a, a lot of conflicting information yeah. available via the Internet about the gated horses, mm-hmm. the locomotion. Um, people, older people, retired people get them because they don't trot, so you don't have to post. 
First horse I ever rode was a Tennessee yeah. Walker. It's a, it's a smoother ride, yeah. but, but there is a difference in smooth and correct. Yes. They can be smooth to ride and not be using their body correctly. Yes. And it absolutely wreaks havoc on their top line. And, and the horse's back is not designed to I was going to ask load. you that. Yeah. Is it, do, do you have more problems with gated horses with back issues than non-gated? I see more myself, but I'm a gated guy. Right. I take a lot of other different breeds, but but... Most of the time in my part of the country, if people start having these problems, they bring the horse to me because I'm I'm one of the few people that will spend the time it takes to, instead of just taking the horse out there and saying, okay, boy, you got to just listen to mom and dad no matter what. You know, the people might have to stay with me for a little while where I can identify exactly what's making this happen because mm-hmm. my Isn't the business, problem usually the rider, though? Anytime you're having a problem with your horse and you don't like what your horse is doing, you are the one that has to change. Amen. But one, that's tough to tell one, a client, isn't no, it? No, sure, it's not. No, <laughs> yeah. I made some people mad. Yeah. Because I don't want to hear because, that. Because I'm, you can't imagine that I just say what I think. No, I can't imagine so, that. Oh. So, no. so sometimes it just comes out the way that Carl's it hits my brain. Carl's wife sitting here cracking up. And, and, <laughs> and, and it just comes out of my mind. And I, and I never really mean anything by it. Right. But, but, but it's the truth. It is the truth. And coming from the world where I came from years ago, I did the show thing. And that's a whole beast in and of itself, and we won't go down that road today. But but since Tammy and I have started doing what we're doing now, our catchphrase is what's in it for the horse. So if, if what you're doing does not benefit your horse some way, I know you want to use him to, to ride down the trail. Yeah. But help him ride you down the trail. Help yeah. him strengthen himself. It's a 50-50. If you want him to take care of you on his 50%, then you do your 50%. And that's kind of what we do. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, or is your horse your partner, your pressure? And what I'm trying to do when everybody walks out of my clinic here or at home, mm-hmm. I try to take the responsibility and put it right on the shoulders of the person. Yeah. It is your job to know, just like your child, you know, her kids were little. She could tell by the cry that they had, whether it was hunger or a wet diaper or a temper thing. You need to know kind of that much about your horse based on their expression. It doesn't take a real genius person to do it. You just have to spend the time yeah. and, 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 and have that partnership with your animal. And that's kind of what, what we're trying to promote. So, Well, and that applies every, to every horse everywhere. It doesn't matter it, about gait. It, it does. That's multidisciplinary. It, it, it absolutely does. But, but it is prevalent in the gated world because yeah. most of the people that ride gated horses are either retired or close to retirement age. Mm-hmm. They may have ridden horses when they were young. Mm-hmm. The retired folks, they worked in corporate America or something like that, and they got to this point in their life and want a trail ride. And, and, mm-hmm. and they're, most of them are in, very intelligent. So, hey, I know how to ride a horse. It's, how hard can it be? So they just go buy a horse, and then they, they, they investigate uh, via the internet, what the best equipment is. Well, you can't put anything on the internet. Well, that isn't true. That's exactly right. And and then, lo and behold, um, they'll come to me six months later. This horse is trying to kill me. What's he doing? Well, I can't control him. They said this kind of bit here will control him. And I'm like, that's you've been sold a bit that's not necessarily the only bit that's going to work is a bit of knowledge. you know. Right. So we have to have that conversation. And then I just look at the folks and I'll say, well, tell you what. <clears throat> We're going skydiving tomorrow. Y'all want to just come borrow one of my parachutes and we'll go skydiving tomorrow? Well, no, I wouldn't jump out of a plane without getting a little bit of education. I'm like, there you go. This horse can kill you just about as quick. Yeah. 
It's interesting, too. Uh, I live in Ocala, Florida, right. and there's a lot of trail riding. We have a lot of big forests, mm-hmm. and uh, 80% of the horses out there are gated. Yes, sir, they are. I have been to Florida three times this year. I've been to Williston yeah, twice, yeah, yeah. and then Brooksville. You've been to Gothi Forest? No, I have not. That's right by Williston. That's yeah, the big... I know where it is, yeah. and we're, we're planning to ride. I've done clinics down there, and, and those clinics in Florida fill up. yeah. Well, we came across a, across a Black Panther while riding the other day no in kidding. the Gothi Forest. Well, so. Tammy's going to want to go trail riding <laughs> now. You just you just got me into having to take her trail riding in Florida now. See that expression on her face? She cool. looks thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> really. She's thrilled. all about those. She's uh, we found this this thing in North Carolina, Concord, North Carolina, out from Charlotte that is a big cat sanctuary. Ooh. Oh, and yeah. Sometimes they'll take people up there and you can do a little apprenticeship for a week and interact with them. Ooh. She's been saying she's going to do that. Well, so. That'd be fun. You totally yeah. should. So, and yeah. then yeah, come see, on they, the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, she could do that and get by with it because the cats love her. Okay. They don't necessarily, I think I put off too much energy uh, or I'm too loud, maybe. I don't um, know about that. Something. But. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. <laughs> So, but that's, you know, that's our message in, in, in its accountability with us. And, and what I, I just want to get people to stop and think a little bit. Am I doing all I can for my horse with the expectation I have of him? Yeah. And that is exactly what we're trying to do. And, and just, you know, there's, there's information out there and then there's good information out there. And, and I want to get the people to, to look for the good information. If, if you're going to buy a horse and you're going to use him on the trail, understand just a little bit of anatomy where you can ask the right questions. Yeah. Understand a little bit of, of how the anatomy and the psychology of the horse work together when he's doing a job. Mm-hmm. Then you can be safe and your horse can be healthy. And that's kind of what we try to do. And, and that's across the board, even when we're gate training, not necessarily just for the trail riders, but when we're trying to help people correct the gate. It's all about the horse's well-being and him using his body and his mind correctly. It's balance right. is what it is. So That's very fantastic. Good. So Carl, that's, is there a website where we can find you? Carl Bledsoe Horsemanship is right. my website. It's just Gate, G-A-I-T, on Facebook. Great. And, and then I have a lot of friends on my personal page, Carl Bledsoe. I, everything horse, if it's horse, has anything to do with the horse, I'm there. So, are, so. so did you marry this, uh, Tammy? You meant the horse thing, or were you a horse person before? No, so you're you're what we consider a horse wife. I'm a horse husband. You're the horse wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You married into it. <laughs> well, she's Did you realize brains. how crazy he was going to be later on in life? Yeah. No, <laughs> she's she's the brains behind everything. I just do the horses. So, so. that's true. Yeah. You do. You you're, need your business yeah. person because a lot of horse people aren't good business people, so they, they don't go together necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, but she's got a really good filter, and it's good that she has the personality that she does because she can she can really look at situations and really discern. Oh, when there's an absolutely. email, uh, uh, an over-the-edge email that needs to be written, my wife writes it. Oh, I don't absolutely. Write it. No. And, she, and she has had to walk out to me in a clinic setting at home and say, okay, Carl, I'm over here to turn your volume down just a little bit with this one person. Because you're not meaning to, but you're stepping on them just a yeah. little bit. And, and, and nobody ever means to do that. But I want people to be as passionate about their relationship with their horse as I am. And I get yeah. really animated with it sometimes. I, but I mean, I can, I can see that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, thanks, Carl. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad you guys had me over. Well, that was fun. I was a, a good great, old Georgia boy. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I loved hearing my uh, native accent. <laughs> 
So next up, we have Ashley and Emily of the United Horse Coalition. Well, it's fun because I get to meet so many new people when I come to trade shows and expos and horse shows. And I have Ashley and Emily here. So let's start with Ashley. Where are you guys from? Yeah, I'm here with the American... I'm sorry, American Horse Council, and um, I'm actually here promoting one of their programs called the United Horse Coalition. We're excited because the American Horse Council is going to start doing an episode a month of this show uh, beginning in May, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. So tell us about the Horse Coalition. Yeah, absolutely. So we're here promoting a few of our initiatives this week, and uh, the most important one being our United Horse Coalition Equine Resource Database. And uh, what this is, is we put together a national database of what we call safety net programs. So these are things like hay and feed assistance, veterinary assistance, castration assistance, anything that you can think of that would help an owner who has uh, fallen on hard times. How do you qualify for the programs? So there is no qualification. What it is, is a database. So say um, somebody is in Colorado and they are looking for resources in their area. They go to the website, put in the state they're from, and what they're looking for. So, you know, say they need some hay uh, temporarily, put in that resource, and we will show them any of those types of programs that are available in their area. Oh, that's cool, because that is hard to find that stuff sometimes. It's all free. It's all open to the public. I wanted to focus on something that you guys mentioned earlier. Emily mentioned this. One of the programs that you have that involves divorce, which is something that obviously a lot of our listeners right now have dealt with or are dealing with right now? Yes. So something, a way we hook people into the conversation is we say, you know, this database is open to anyone going through any kind of difficulty. And for a lot of people, you know, they think job loss, they think temporary time in the hospital, medical bills, that kind of issue. But something we talk about too is things like divorce. And, um, you know, I always joke I'm going to be the old divorce horse lady wearing my turquoise jewelry (laughs) and my long gray ponytail. I can picture it. It's kind of inevitable. Um, but we were you giving that You can buy that, that here, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. I was actually talking to Kelsey, one of our program managers, you know, we're eyeing this turquoise sweatshirt, and I kind of thought, you know, that's the beginning, I think. It, once that sweatshirt comes into my life. Oh, yeah, like, the more, it's yeah. the more bling the older you get. Yes, right, yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm. So we were having this conversation, and, and we're kind of handing out our flyers at the corner of the booth, and I start mentioning the issue with divorce and how that can put people in a hard spot, and these women are just kind of nodding and smiling and nodding and smiling, and one of them just kind of points to her shirt and kind of keeps pointing, and I'm oblivious, and Ashley's oblivious, and she's like pointing, 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 and I look down, and it just says, congratulations on your divorce, and we realize it's like a bachelorette party, except they're all wearing the same shirts and celebrating one woman's divorce for the weekend. <laughs> you just happen to run into them? Yes, yes. <laughs> so congratu- if you're out there at Equine Affair this weekend, congratulations. We hope you're really enjoying yourselves. Well, you know, we do see... Excuse me. We do see a lot of issues, though, with divorce. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the one disappears or whatever happens. And if it's the horse person that disappears, then you have the spouse that slept with the horse, mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then it usually ends up in the wrong hands. So there's a lot of situations, though, with divorce that are not good. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and part of what we're trying to do is make sure that every horse owner, whether they've acquired it uh, through a divorce or um, they've fallen on hard times, that they they have access to responsible choices and responsible ways to rehome that horse. Is there an education component to what you guys do? There is. We have a lot of free educational materials on our website. Um, again, we, we want people to take advantage of that. So, Ashley, I used to be an estate planning guy for years for farmers. And it was mostly dairy farmers, but horse people and large farms. And they never had one. 
I mean, it, it, you, you would, it was unbelievable, the millions of dollars of property, yes. and they didn't have any plan whatsoever. So the kid, by the way, kids never get along in that situation after you die. They will be fighting over it for the next mm-hmm. 10 years in court, and half of it's going to be gone. Yep. Having that spelled out in paper clearly is just incredibly vital. Um, Even then, it, you know, the kids will fight, but <laughs> at least there's a legal document backing you up. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's spelled out right You can there, find a bigger grown-up to go yeah. through what's written <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, good luck yeah. in a family when that happens. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're, we're just always trying to get people to think, you know, estate planning aside, what what is going to happen to your horse if something happens to you, whether you lose your job, whether you pass away, and estate planning is just a huge component of that. You know, we did it. We re-upped ours during COVID and did the whole thing. And it is hard, though, with horse people because we don't know who we want to leave our horses to. And then when you don't know what you want to do, you don't do anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. You would be shocked how many people have not thought about that one question. But you need to. And mm-hmm. it needs to be in your will or your trust or whatever you're doing. It needs to be in there. Like ours specified exact. And, oh, yes, we did talk to the people before. Uh, that's mm-hmm. another good thing to do. Is the person that's going to inherit your twenty five horses know. should yes. probably know about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And we say too, it can start simple. You know, you don't have to start at the lawyer part. That can seem really intimidating. Um, I'm a really bad person, and uh, my husband and I have been talking about a will for a long time. We haven't done it yet, but I have already notified people that said, when I get hit by a bus tomorrow, Dave's calling you about these <laughs> like horses. Like yeah, like the like husband's <laughs> not going to be responsible. Ashley's going to be responsible for my horses. So. I, I agree. Yeah. And it's hard. I know it's hard, everybody. I really mm-hmm. do know it's hard, but you got to do it. I mean, yeah. or, or something will happen that you don't want to happen. And I can't tell my office when I was doing estate planning, you're going to love this because everybody knows this place was in New Holland, Pennsylvania, in the corner of the parking lot of the New Holland Stale Stables. Perfect. (laughs) Where they sell all the horses to go for meat in this country. And those trucks would roll out of there either north or south. Yep. And I guarantee a lot of those horses ended up there just because of what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to help with. My lifetime pony, driving pony, I bought at that sales stable for $90. At that sales stable, I had that pony uh, until she was 42. Um, we're Drove her till she was 35. <laughs> so, you know, I know about that, what you're talking about. And it's hard. Yeah, it is. But you need, to, you need to just take time to do it. And, yeah, it might cost you a couple hundred bucks. But It's always easier to do all of this work in advance than have, have to be, have that emergency sprung on you. And, and you're in the heat of the moment. It's emotional. And just having that done ahead of time is going to make your life a lot easier. It's even harder for people like my wife and I who don't have kids. Because mm-hmm. then it's deciding who gets everything. And yes. you don't. I mean, who do you give it to, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's very difficult. I, I, you know, I get why, why people have trouble with this, but we just finally broke down and did it. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are out there doing the work you're doing. What's the website again? Unitedhorsecoalition.org. Somebody needed to do this, and I'm glad you're stepping up to get it done. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I had a fun chat. You weren't here the other day no. with uh, Jason and Bronwyn Irwin, who we've had on the show before. And I love them. They're, oh, they're amazing. You know, we we had this nice, this lovely conversation. And we we're actually talking about how to run a horse business. How do they make money? You know, how do you how do you keep it going? And everybody always wonders with the professional horse people how they do that. So we had that conversation, 
But then after, we ended up talking for almost 40 minutes after just chatting. I love those two. They're a great couple. And, you know, I interviewed Bronwyn over at my video booth earlier in the weekend. And Jason came with her. And we were chatting. And it turns out even when they were dating, they were coming up with business ideas together. And then it continued through their marriage. And they were talking about how they feel like it's really central to you to having a good marriage if you guys can work on a business together. And I just thought that was so cool. So, I mean, they're just quality all the way they through. Are. I think yeah. you're going to enjoy this interview. Well, we have Jason and Bronwyn Irwin, who we had on the show not too long ago, right? Yep, not too long ago at all. And I'm so glad to see you in person. It's, it's good to meet you. And you guys are out of Canada. That's correct, yeah. Ontario, Canada. Are there a lot of horse people left in Ontario, or is it like down here where there's houses being built everywhere? Oh, yeah. There are still a lot of horse lovers in Canada. The one thing I think that has changed is a lot of boarding barns are now up and running. So maybe not as many small horse properties, but a lot more horses being boarded. So a lot more community style, I think. Well, that's good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because I I wonder, too, people think it's this great joy to bring their horses home. We have this conversation all the time, yet you have nobody to ride with. Now you're alone, right? Where Mm -hmm. you were with people before. Oh, that's very true. I think a lot of times the dream of having them at your place is great. But then in reality, if you do all the work yourself yep. and uh, where the boarding barn, you kind of go out, hang with friends. You want to uh, come to Equine Affair up. and all of a sudden it's a hassle. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So do you guys have trusted people to take care of your horses at home every time you go somewhere? Well, they're all my family, so they, get, they, <laughs> yeah, they better be doing the job. Family. We hope so, you're not trust trusted. Them. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be mad if I go home and find out they're not. All right. We have untrustworthy people taking care of your barn. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the business side. You know, you've seen them. You've had your students and people you're training horses for. And every teenage girl in the world thinks they can, you know, just ride horses and make money and make a living doing it. And as you and I know, that's a small minority of the people that come up that actually can make money winning at tour shows and doing that. Uh, It happens. You can do it. But you, you guys run your business a little bit differently. Tell me about how you run it. Well, ours is a little bit of a cross-section, actually. So, Bronwyn and I have Jason and Bronwyn Irwin Horsemanship, and then that's mostly clinics. But there's also product sales, training materials, training videos, all those types of things. And then also, we're part of our family business, North Star Livestock, where we raise quarter horses. So, we have 20-some mares, and uh, we train some outside horses as well. So, really, it's spread over quite a broad uh, part of the horse industry, really. clinics, merchandising, breeding... Uh, you, and uh, you probably train horses still for people? Yeah, we train horses for people. We supply horses the odd time for commercials and a m- little bit of movie things. Uh, oh, that's kind of fun. Do yeah. I know any of them? Uh, well, there was one came out last year, last late last fall. It was cool. It was for uh, Toyota Sequoia, and they have a horse rearing on a mountaintop. Oh, that does, yeah. I know that one. Okay, that's that's, that's Bronwyn's oh, horse. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so it was How'd your a, horse feel about the mountaintop? Well, honestly, that's where the trust in your horsemanship play, pays off. Because I took her up there. She wasn't This so was not, concerned. for those that haven't seen it, describe the location. Yeah, so we're in Ontario, actually, is where it's filmed. We're on the top of a mountain with a, I don't know, like 
hundred foot. Oh, it was drop a drop cliff, <laughs> and then just mountains. You would not have lived. Yeah, no. and then they also brought a crane with a rain machine up to the top of the mountain. Oh, because that doesn't scare and horses. And a lightning no. machine <laughs> yeah. and a trailer. Oh, so, why didn't they just run a train by? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, actually, funny story. They did yeah. because as we left, we pulled out as a train was going oh, through. We almost got smoked by the train. <laughs> they didn't have it all. But yeah, no, it was. How many really takes? Cool. Uh, I think it was about twenty something. You know, oh like for God. that amount of time, it takes a lot of takes, but so the did, horse performed on everything. I can't but remember. Was there a ride or was it just the horse rearing? It was just the horse did, rearing you, up. Did they CGI you out? Is that? No, actually, that's the thing about this particular take was I had to hide behind the trailer and cue the rear from behind the trailer. So I was out of sight. That's impressive, An girl. actor was hanging onto the horse. Then another actor came up and loaded the horse in the trailer. So it was a full scene that they did. And they did the whole scene every single time. It wasn't just, oh, here, rear the horse. It was start to finish every time. So it was quite a, quite a night. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> but our horse, she's a, she's a very special horse, and she really does take to that. She reads a room very well. Is that she, one of your show horses? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a barrel racing pole bending horse of mine that we call Kate. And uh, she's a Do you also trail rider? Oh, yeah. yeah. We do everything on her. There's nothing that I don't do with my horses. If I want to ride English someday, I'll put an English saddle on. I've jumped her. We do lots of liberty work, lots of trick work. Again, she rodeos. And I just take them as many places as I can. I don't make them a one-trick pony, I'm going to say. They can do many tricks. <laughs> so back to the business side. It is important to diversify is what we're talking about, right? You have to have more than one source of income if you want to be full-time in the horse world doing the kind of things that you're doing. Yeah, I know there are some people that can just get in one area and stay there, but there are really some other factors a person always has to keep in mind. Like if you're a trainer, for example, and you could get injured uh, quite easily, even if you're doing everything right, you could come off a horse and break an arm and well, you're going to be out of commission for a while. Most of us get hurt, hurt on the ground, not on the horse, right? There's more <laughs> accidents on the ground than oh, just for dumb sure. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and something else too. Like as a trainer, you are going to be put in more situations where you could get injured. Like, because they don't bring you the broke, quiet ones. No, no. <laughs> if that, that's actually one thing that I was thinking about when you said about doing this podcast about the business side is that I've heard a lot of times people say to me, "Oh, it must be fun to get paid to ride horses all day." And the concept that the person has when they're saying that is they think we go trail riding on sunny mm, days and mountains. that's our job. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they think that's actually what we're paid to do, and it's not. It's not even. I won't say it's not even close, but I mean, normally it's not anything along that line. No, you're doing, you're doing the basics yes. with these horses, which is a lot of work. Yes, it is. And it's just one of those things that I think a lot of times somebody will see somebody else showing a horse and winning a ribbon, and they think, well, I'd like to do that too. And that's 0.0001% of what you're going to be doing when you're in this. Well, you know, it's like owning a farm. You know, a, a small part of what you're doing is actually riding horses. The rest of it's taking care of the farm, oh. fixing fences and everything else that breaks. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's, it's true. What, is, what has been the thing that has surprised you the most about running a horse business? Um, That's a good I question. I think you actually have to be a jack of all trades. So you have to know how to do almost a bunch of random things that have nothing to do with horses. Well, you have to be able to tell people who you are by promotion. Well, right now, marketing is the biggest thing, yes. right? Yep. And yep. like that doesn't come, like that's not second nature to us. Like you have to learn how to do those things. Also, we had to learn how to produce a television show. So, I mean... Give a plug for the show. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we have a TV show on RFD TV Canada and the Cowboy Channel Canada. And just on that note, I thought it was funny you saying about, like, a jack-of-all-trades. 
And when we were first starting the show, we were trying to dig up somebody that could do like a little tune and then do some voiceover work. And I thought, who would have ever thought in my horse training career I had to find a jingle writer? Yeah, there <laughs> you go. This was just not something I ever pictured was going to come up. But yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean. You become a jack of all trades in a whole bunch of different things that you didn't know you would be in. So, And, and it's interesting, too. People think that it's easier to market. And in ways, it is easier to market with social media today, but it's also harder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's both. A lot of competition. It, yeah. yeah, it is. And I think before... Like when I say before, maybe 10, 20 years ago, something like that, basically if you bought some advertising, you were the person in front of everybody, where today that's not necessarily going to do it for you because there's just so many sources of information. Somebody might be looking magazines, TV, YouTube, Facebook, all the other social media stuff. There's just so much information out there that breaking through is a little bit tricky. And it's interesting. I wonder... When you look at the Pirellis of the world, right, who came up pre-cell phone, pre-social media, you're right. You know, they were in the magazines, they were writing the articles, they were also had full-page ads in all the magazines. So they were more visible because there was a limited number. Mm-hmm. And now we have, I wonder, are we seeing the breakouts like the Pirellis of the world? Will we see those? Or are we going to see it more spread out over more people? Maybe well, more specific niches, niche markets within, for sure. I don't know what yeah. we're all talking about here. Jason Brown or Irwin Horsemanship is going to be the breakout. <laughs> we're a big but, niche market. You know, yeah. it's funny. When I consult on podcasts with podcasters, I tell them, go niche. Because broad isn't, you cannot make as much money now doing broad as you can going to a niche that, that's underserved. And one thing, too, is I think that now, just because there is so much access to information, I think people have to be on their game pretty darn well. So if somebody goes out and yeah, yeah, all the time, exactly. So if somebody's strong in one area, but then weak in another, that's going to make life pretty hard for you. You're going to have a hard time, I think, getting to the top or staying there. And uh, where before, again, I don't want to make it sound like it was easy before because I don't think it was. And uh, but I think once a person got a certain amount of momentum, I think before it would kind of carry you. Where today, I think you need to be trying every day. We weren't planning on talking about this, but it's so interesting. You didn't have the naysayers before either because you wrote the article, you had the ad. Nobody was commenting on the ad underneath in the magazine, right? Mm -hmm. So you didn't have those negative people coming at you all the time like we do now. No matter what we say, there's always those people out Mm -hmm. there. And for some reason, and I'm a horse husband, I married this. For some reason, horse women especially are very opinionated about how they feel about things. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. I was at the airport. (laughs) You'll laugh at this. I was at the airport yesterday morning. Gainesville Airport near Ocala. And it's four gates, and there's one plane takes off at a time. So there's all of us sitting around heading to Charlotte. And it's just, I, I, I heard the, overheard everybody on their phone, and I could pick out the two horse girls. When they walked in, I said, that's a horse girl. That's an English. That's a Western. And sure enough, I heard them on the phone. And they're the most opinionated people in that whole place. We're the horse girls. Yeah, you're getting me on a subject I can't comment on. <laughs> I'm sitting here mute in the corner. Horse guys tend to be opinionated, too. Horse women too. have learned to become strong, independent women and because that, they're chasing their goals. And, and I'm not saying that's a say. bad thing. That's true. <laughs> no, and actually, that is true. Yeah. That is true. I mean, I, yeah. look, I have hosts. They're all strong, independent women, yeah. right? So yeah. I think some of that, too, is, and it's really the same thing as what you guys are already saying, but a person has to have a certain amount of gumption to really be in this. Well, if you're true. just sort of the person that is in the back corner and doesn't really have anything to say, usually horses aren't really your thing as much. Right. And that, so I think there is a lot of that in this industry. Yeah, you have have a certain amount of guts and, you know. You have to be able to get things done. 
yeah. really. And yeah. you have to be able to get them done creatively or on a whim. And with your, like, you know, if a woman versus a man, sometimes men are stronger. Like, I have to do things a little differently sometimes around the farm than Jason. I have to be more creative. Uh, we all so. admit you're smarter, though. So yeah, we're, and we're probably no, stronger. Not too. arguing. Let's yeah. have an arm wrestle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not arguing that at all. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) touche. So I got to, if my listeners love Heartland, so I have to ask if you ever had any horses on Heartland because they'll be mad if I don't. Uh, No, we've never had a horse on Heartland. We did uh, an expo a couple weeks ago where we did actually meet Graham Wardell and Carrie as well. So Caleb and Okay, I have to ask, were were they nice? Oh, Absolutely. Very nice, nice people. We've had yes. we've had a lot of them on our shows over the years, and they've all been great yeah. guests and very humble. And you know, yeah. Well, that's a show that started off. Nobody knew it was going to go the way it did. I mean, it was just going to be this little show about horses, and who knew it would go mainstream, yes. right? Yeah, I think something though is people don't realize the demand for that type of thing. Now, obviously, Heartland went over really well, but when you look at a lot of the horse movies that have been made. People are still watching Sea Biscuit, and it's I don't know twenty years old probably by now. Still one of my favorite that, horse movies. Yeah, yeah, and people know the Black Stallion. I don't know how old that is, but that's been quite some time. Man from Snowy River. When they make a good horse movie, it goes over well and it stays around for a really, really long time. And I think sometimes I feel a little disappointed when they make one and make it a little bit silly or cheesy because but if you just made it a little free, bit more, for it's real. all Frisians and they all have fake winnies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the guy walks up to the black stallion that instantly becomes friends with him and that type of thing. We have a formula for horse movies. It's uh, the girl, young teenage girl, threatening to lose the farm. Parents are going to have to move away, sell the horse. And then this handsome guy has to come in and save the farm. And she wins a competition without any practice and wins $10 million. And the farm's safe. That's every horse movie ever made. You really did hit the nail on the head. That was close. (laughs) I think that the horse movies and horse shows really do inspire dreamers. And I think people with horses typically have have very big dreams because they are a big majestic animal we all started out with them in our heart to be this far into them you know i say in the podcast world that you come for the content you search mm-hmm. for something golf mm-hmm. tennis horses whatever you're into mm-hmm. but you stay for the host it's the same with tv shows mm-hmm. people stayed with heartland because the characters were engaging and you like you either liked or hated them but either way you're going to stay right yeah. yeah you have to have both actually you have to have that 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 person you love and you really care about and the TV shows that don't make it are the ones where you don't care. You don't care whether the people live or die, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, you know, that, that's what makes Heartland a winning show is they developed characters that were real. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. felt real. And yeah. uh, showed problem horses, yeah. you know, and that's a big part of the industry too, just having little problems and training through them. So. Lisa Waisaki is a co-host. She's a good friend of ours and a co-host. She's written a lot of horse books, and I'm happy to let you know that they, a major studio has picked up her horse books. Okay. So they're going to be doing a TV series. They're trying to make it the heartland for the United States. They're actually filming it in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's going to be coming out in the next couple. You know how long it takes. It takes forever. But yeah. uh, there, there's going to be another series coming out, and she's consulting on the horse part, and there will be no fake Winnie's. She's guaranteed being there. <laughs> Good. Well, one thing I thought was funny, you mentioning Heartland, a lot of times because Brahm and I, we are a couple in the horse industry, and people would say, oh, you guys are just like Heartland. And it's like, well, they do tend to show the rosy-colored end of things and then i thought it was funny because a few years ago then people start saying you guys are just like yellowstone and it's like well we don't exactly shoot our neighbors i was just and gonna say like have you that. shot anybody on your property lately no. i was like we're kind of in the middle of the two i don't think we really fit either one <laughs> 
people watching Yellowstone must think that everybody that owns a ranch is just killing people randomly. Oh, and then it's okay. Yeah, so, yeah nobody gets punished <laughs> or anything. You, nope. can, yeah. you, can, you can shoot your neighbor and still be a good guy. It's still like the Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will be pulling in to ask yeah. for directions at a ranch anymore. And oh, by the way, that motorcycle gang is coming, down, uh, coming back and burning your house down and killing everybody in it. So <laughs> they just went away, the motorcycle yeah. gang. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I would want to be like that, but I will admit it would be a little more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it beats fixing fence every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been fun having you. T- we got talking about things I never thought we'd talk about, but that's what I love about you guys. What's the website? Uh, www.thehorsetrainers.com. And is your clinic schedule on there for this year? Yep, and okay. we're still adding some more clinics to it. So. All right, very good. And what will they see at your clinic? Uh, almost everything here this weekend. Uh, well, four days. Bronwyn did two clinics today on pole bending. And then, uh, oh, that's fun. On, yeah. yeah, that was, they that went was over fun. well. The crowd was really good. Well, that's something everybody can try to do. I know. Yep. Honestly, I always say, even if you're not a pole bender, do something like pole bending or barrel racing because it works on your horsemanship and uncovers little problems and issues that you may never have, they might have not popped up before. Well, and you don't have to spend a fortune to do it. Exactly. Right. You need six or buckets. Yeah, or, or fence phones. posts or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll say Canadian pylons, but nobody knows what yeah, that is. Yeah, I have no is. idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're cones. Okay. <laughs> but that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you're exactly. doing? Uh, I'm doing some clinics on Saturday and Sunday, and basically like foundation horsemanship and some problem-solving clinics. And then we're doing one on youth riders and stuff like that. But then our regular clinic schedule just varies all over the map. We're doing some other horse expos. There's trailer loading clinics there's cold starting clinics there's i don't know we just liberty training clinics we just really cover a pretty broad area all right good website again uh www.thehorsetrainers.com well next up we have ava yay Yay! now ava you were here for ava weren't you i was here for ava yeah she stopped by after we recorded the other day and she said i'm a pony clubber and i want to be i want to be on the show and and uh we we had a lovely chat with ava she was fantastic well, my wife was a pony clubber. I don't know if you knew that, Allison. She was a, a pony clubber. That's a little while ago. It was a yeah, few years ago. Yeah. But pony club's been around a long time. It has. And we had a lot of pony clubbers come through our barn, and she believes in pony club, you know, for, for the basics and the fundamentals. She's just a true believer, and I am too. And we have a pony clubber here with us. I'm Yay! so excited. We have Ava. She's from Hunter's Run Pony Club here in Ohio, right? Yes. And how old are you? I'm 12. 12? Okay. You're brave. Did they send you over here and say, you're going to do this, or did you volunteer? Uh, they just kind of sent me over. They did? Yeah. yeah. But, but you were brave <laughs> enough to go, okay, I'm going to take this mission, and I'm going to see it to completion. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because she's an inventor, and inventors are tough, and they'll do anything. So why <laughs> inventing? Um, I just love the thrill of inventing. I mean, dressage, I, I understand how important it is for the fundamentals, but... To me, it's not the excitement, but I like really. I do understand how important it is and the basics of it. She was required to say that, and now she's <laughs> going to talk about the fun part, which yes. is cross country. Um, <laughs> st- show jumping, the show jumping part of it is fun. The current horse I'm on um, really enjoys show jumping, <laughs> um, but I definitely prefer cross country because it's very much fun. Um, Tell us about your pony. So the horse I'm on currently is a. It was my mom's horse, who she rescued from Last Chance Girl, who was an orphan. And she's, um, she's a thoroughbred, we think. Um, she, Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. <laughs> uh, she's a mare, so she has, we call her the snake dragon, because she's, 
she has a lot of expressions with herself and she kind of moves her body around. She she celebrates after all her jumps. But she loves stadium. <laughs> How is that the ride? It's actually pretty fun yeah. once you get used to it. Um, she loves stadium. She, she, she technically could be a really good jumper because she loves tight turns and big jumps. Uh, she can be a little bit spooky on cross country, but she's not. She's a good horse. She's a schoolmaster. Like if she's gonna stop, she tells you ten feet out because she's like it's too scary. <laughs> what I color? Do what color is she? She's a uh, flea bitten gray. Yeah, oh, okay. of course. But she she sounds like she's a red mare inside though. Like yeah. uh, she's a chestnut mare inside <laughs> with that attitude. Maybe. <laughs> we've we've known some grumpy and sassy gray mares. Yeah. So what do you like about Pony Club? Pony Club. The environment's just really good. It gives you really good knowledge, and the friendships are great. Like, I, at school, I don't meet as many people, but I Because you're out, the crazy horse girl? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, but I typically hang out with even girls who are, like, in high school and going to college. Like, it just seems more normal, even, just because we have something, like, really in common. And the friendships are just really good with it. Well, I yeah, I think that's why... Pony clubbers stay is because of that. You know, yeah. they you you make lifelong friends because of it, and you might end up working with some of them in the future too with horses. That's yeah. true. So do you do you want to keep going up through the ranks at eventing? Is that your goal? Yes, my yeah. dreams is a five star eventer because yeah. I go to, I go to land you and every Martin year. In there riding in side by side. Is that what your <laughs> hope is? Yeah. <laughs> So you also have done some other things. You said you went fox hunting. My wife's a big fox hunter, so she loved that you did that. Uh, yeah. We don't do a bunch of fox hunting, but um, we do uh, some with our with Rocky uh, Fork Headley Hunt. And so normally we go, like, second field because, like, we aren't, like, crazy, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not crazy and you're an inventor? <laughs> well, some of the times our horses get kind of worked out. Right. But... <laughs> It's really fun, and the environment's still very good. Mm-hmm. We know some people like who are kind of higher, like up in the hunt. Like we're good friends with the hunt, and that hunt holds like the hunter pace series we do. So we got to know them really well. So it's really fun. Is there anything else you'd like to try in the horse world, or any other disciplines, or? Um. <laughs> well, since I have six horses, um, with our retired horse, with our retired horse. I mean, I've always, like, kind of dreamed of, like, getting her to, like, because she, I've invented a lot of them, but I've always kind of dreamed, like, to get her to, like, do some raining or something just for fun, <laughs> but I don't know. I and can then, see her wanting to try barrel racing is with what our, I can see. Yeah. And yeah. then with my semi-retired pony, I feel like she would be a, kind of a cool dressage pony. Mm-hmm. She's got really co- cool stuff, so I just, like, not as into it as inventing, though. Inventing just kind of takes... All I want. Like, I really do want eventing. What's uh, the website for the Pony Club? Um, you guys have your own? I believe we might, but I know there's the National Pony Club. It's just USPC. Thanks, Ava. We appreciate you stopping by. Welcome. And good luck. And our final guest, which seems like we've done 30 guests. Yeah. <laughs> Over the last three days. Well, it's had to have been uh, 15 to 20. A ton. Uh, So our final guest, we started out with an auditor on day one, and we're going to end with an auditor. She also helped organize the get-together we had the other night. Her name is Carrie Miller. Well, Carrie is our last guest, I think, of about 50 that we've had over the last couple (laughs) of days. And Carrie, first, 
I want to thank you for the gifts that dinner the other night. That was fantastic. You're very welcome. It was our pleasure. My Hackney shirt. I know. love my Hackney shirt. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, it is. I wear that everywhere. I noticed. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wear that out the scooter and show my Hackney shirt for sure. Oh yeah. So you guys are fantastic. You organized the meetup and everything. You live locally here, right? Yeah, I live just west of Columbus. It's about a 45 minutes to an hour drive okay. down here. Yeah. Is it a real horsey area? Where I live? Yeah. No, but I've made it horsey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little... I live just west of Marysville, and there's... Um, it's, it's a little hilly up in that area, so we kind of had... When I built my arena, I had to build it into the hill. And It's interesting, because yeah. there's lots of parts of Ohio that are very flat. Yeah. And then... And then you get the hills, right? And you get the hills. Yeah. Because yeah. I was surprised at that when we drove across Ohio uh, on a road trip that it, there, I, was, I wasn't expecting the flat like that. It, it get, it's, it's like flat like Kansas in some areas yep. and then not quite Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what do you have horse-wise? I own a quarter horse. He was my first horse to own. Then I bought a thoroughbred for my daughter, who shortly thereafter decided she didn't want to ride anymore. So I'm stuck with a broke thoroughbred. And I Do you have, ride the thoroughbred at all? Can't ride her anymore. She is completely lame. Oh, so. she's broke. Yeah, really broke. Really broke. <laughs> okay, got it. And I have an Arabian that I just purchased about a year and a half ago. Are you doing endurance or what? No. He failed at endurance, but he loves to jump, and he loves to event, and he loves to dressage. Are you an eventer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I like. I try. I'm not very good at it, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I didn't know you were an inventor. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. eventing big here in Ohio? There, well, there's not very many areas to do it. We, um, we actually belong to a boarding barn that is starting a new series this summer, so oh, wow. we can event. In, so they're going to have the lower area. level events? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the green is grass. Yeah. That's me. That's you. <laughs> yeah. Where the jumps are about the size of my water bottle. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we can trip over them That's more than right. we jump them. <laughs> That's right. Got to start somewhere. Exactly. All those people at the five star in a week or two are started jumping uh, size of my water bottle. I can't wait to see it. It's just awesome. <laughs> are you going? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Land Rover. Yeah. We're ta- Julie and I are tailgating. Are you? Your first toast. You got a tailgate spot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> now be- I'm bummed I'm not going. I could have gone get food off of you guys. I'm telling you. It would have been a party. Jamie and I have been known to walk around there and just say hi to people, and hoping they would invite us in for food. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely having food. <laughs> well, let's hope the weather cooperates this year. And maybe a drink. Yeah, or two. <laughs> or two. <laughs> let's hope the weather cooperates this year. Yes. It'll be like it was this week here in Ohio. Oh gosh, wouldn't it be nice? It's crazy warm. Last year was amazing, so we're hoping for that weather. Very good. Well, yeah. I'm excited you're getting to go. I am, too. Yeah. I will be back probably next year. We just had a lot of other stuff this year. So uh, You had a life? We, yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, there's a life outside of horses occasionally. Is there? Well, not for Jamie, but for Jennifer and I. We try. There are. <laughs> we try and have a life outside of horses. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work very well. well. No. Well, no. thank you for joining us today. Yes. And uh, congratulations. She told us the other day that she's in sales and she made her biggest sales ever. <laughs> So congratulations on that. Oh, stop. Thank you. <laughs> That's so I, I fun. No with you <laughs> Thank with you so much. I'm bright red now. Yeah. <laughs> I only told you because you were in sales once. Yeah. I know. I appreciate it. I'm thanking you on the air. Yeah. I'm congratulating you on the air because I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thanks, Allison, for having me and Thank for you. Uh, putting up with me all this well, all these three days. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me and for letting me join your world. I 
I love your listeners. I think they're awesome, and hopefully they tolerate me pretty well. And I, I'm just super thankful to be well, here. And what get I to like join about you. having you on is you bring guests that we wouldn't normally have. Well, you bring good. a different a different view, you know, because your yeah. guests are so ver- such a variety of guests. Yeah, you're not focused in any one thing. Nope, I so. don't want to be focused in on one thing. I want to. Oh, and we sure haven't focused on one thing the last three days. Nope. If you missed the previous couple episodes, uh, take a listen to those. Yeah. Jamie will be back tomorrow with Lisa Waisaki, I think. Uh, Lisa was sick, too, so I don't Aww. know if she's going to be there or not. But um, <laughs> So uh, she should. So Jamie and Lisa should be there tomorrow. Yep. Uh, and then I'm flying home, and then I'll be back on Wednesday. And hopefully, hopefully feeling, feeling better. better. <laughs> Not so stuffy. <laughs> Sorry about my better. voice. All right. Thanks, Allison. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody.